Welcome to episode six of Soccer Spotlight here on WQSU FM Radio. I'm your host again, Anthony Heller. Alongside me, Ryan Campbell, co-host here. Ryan, welcome back. Welcome, guys. It's been a good day today, and just happy to talk about soccer. Yeah, that's what we do, and see, it's your uh, one-stop shop. We're the only soccer podcast here in WQSU this year, so we are only real place to go if you want uh, international soccer news. I mean, also, the best place to find soccer content here from the two school teams. We'll start with them. Um, of course, as we usually do, the men's soccer team got their first home win and their last chance to do it. They beat Marywood 3-0 last night. Uh, I, w- I was at that game. Uh, I don't know if you were, Ryan. I was for a little bit. I had to go to another thing, but... Yeah, it was really good. I liked the atmosphere while I was there. It seemed it was really fun and just yeah. I yeah. enjoyed the time there and the game on the field and the product on the field. Yeah, you definitely could tell there was a, a, a big difference uh with the atmosphere that was there last night. Uh a record crowd this season, three hundred and four fans in attendance, um, including three hundred home fans. Because uh, only only four away fans made the trip. Wow, that's just crazy. Yeah. So a three hundred strong Susquehanna crowd, uh, that's, I think, the highest attendance we've had all season. And I, I did in the, I did actually eat dinner with um, with a lot of the team. Um, you know, a, a big chunk of, of the team was there, um, the over in Hawks. Um, and, and they said, they, and they agreed, they said uh, it was the best atmosphere they've had all season. And it was a big result against uh, a Marywood team that were down to bare bones. Uh, they played two outfield players. They two, uh, sorry, two field, two goalkeepers played in the field. Wow, injuries must have hit them hard this season. Yeah, I mean they have a, a small squad as it is. Marywood, um, they're not a a major soccer. They're not a soccer um, powerhouse um, here in in the Northeast. Mm. But they arrived here with 17 fit players. That's that's really small. Susquehanna had a full squad. Uh, of course, Mike Morelli, Ben Sweeney both came back from injury, uh, and they've been out for a while. Uh, Morelli had a hamstring injury, and uh, Sweeney had a an MCL injury. Mm. Uh, they both came back. Uh, they came on at the same time, and that was that was a big moment for them, uh, I think. And and for the three goals, they scored with their first shot. Um, Max Pajewski got the first goal. Um, it was a good, good assist as well from TJ Groob. And so Groob, he gets two assists, uh, in his last two home games. So, and, and he's played very well the last few games and he's been, he's been a, a bright spot, uh, this season at right back for a year that hasn't been great for, for the men. Um, you know, that's just their second win of the season, their first home win uh, in their last home game. They've got one more, though. They'll go, uh, they'll travel to Drew on the weekend, and that'll finish up the season. Mathematically, they are out of contention in Landmark. They can still finish sixth, um, but with a loss, they, they will finish bottom in the Landmark after making the playoffs last year. Uh, so so definitely a tough year, a rebuilding year. Um Adrian Delasio scored as well. Uh, he got one on the quarter of an hour, 2-0 up. Uh, so a really, really strong start to the game. 
And then, of course, right at the death, Calvin Pollock got his first collegiate goal. Probably no more than 20 seconds uh, still to be played. Um, and he got in the end of the corner, and he's got his first collegiate goal. So That's a great moment for him, great moment for the team. I'm just happy to see what they've done. I saw them building on it, and even though it wasn't a, it wasn't a season they hoped for, prob- I'm guessing, most likely, they just kept building and building. I saw improvement, and I could see a difference from the start of the season to the end. And that's all you could really hope for. And it's looking bright for next season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's their future right there. That's that's their future in midfield, I think, with Calvin Pollock. Um, he's, he's, I think, consistently been the best of uh, a pretty solid bunch of, of first years out of the class of 2026. He's been the one that's most consistently starting, and he's done very well. Uh, you know, he he's a talented player, very creative, very good with the ball at his feet. That's that's the sort of player that Jim Finley needs. Uh, we'll move on to the women. Uh, they didn't play yesterday. Um, they also have a trip to Drew this weekend, though, and that's that's got a lot more riding on it. Yeah, big game for the women. That's it. That's the that's their big game. That's going to determine their seating in the playoffs. They've got yeah. at least they've got at best the two seed. They've got at worst the three seed. They'll play Drew twice, no matter what happens. But if if Drew beat them once, we have to go to Drew again, and we don't have the home field to our advantage. I would say this place would be rocking if it's a playoff game. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be bouncing. Field hockey's gonna be at home uh, in the landmark tournament as well. They play on Wednesday, and volleyball will also be playing in the conference tournament. And we believe they are gonna end up on the road, though. Yeah, I would say that's gonna be fun. A home crowd always is better to play than away. But the one thing I'll say is that being going to away game. It says a different standard. It shows a mentality to win at away in a in a playoff game or in a big atmosphere. That just shows you have the mentality to just do it no matter what happens, even if it even if it didn't turn out. No, I mean they they turned up. They played really well, and and they for the first time this season, you can legitimately say they were far and away the better team. They were they were just better. You know, I think they probably should have more than the two wins. I think mm-hmm. their their record doesn't show some of the, the games they've played have been quite good. Um, you know, they should have had a couple moments where where they didn't win games they probably could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, at the, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, and now yeah, you're, you're building up for next season. You you gave a, Tonight they gave a lot of minutes to younger players, um, and, and they did well. And I think that's what you're looking at now, that you've got that. Now there's a big thing to you've got something to build off in the next season. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to the European game, Ryan. Three big name teams are all out of the Champions League: Barcelona, Juventus, and Atletico Madrid. Let's start with Barcelona. Barcelona. I said this the last time we were on our last. When they played Inter, Barca are a joke, and it's just confirmed it. 
Eric Chippa-Moting scored two goals against you guys. That's all I had to say. Chippa-Moting. I mean, uh, Chippa-Moting has been pretty good, though. No, but all I'm going to say to score two goals against a Barcelona team. Are you serious? This isn't the same Barcelona that me, you, and I knew growing up. And we were younger. This is a different Barca. This is, yeah, this is not the same Barcelona. This is a changed Barcelona team that's still reeling from losing Messi. And it's funny to me. It's because at the start of the season, you, you we 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 all heard what Laporta said. We all heard what Joan Laporta said. That Barcelona were back. And immediately they they activated all those uh what was it, economic levers, levers um to try and and avoid total bankruptcy and 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 where did that lead them straight so back matters. into the straight back into the Europa League I'm going to say something that's going to make a make my some people mad and it's going to hurt me cuz I remember a good Barca growing up but Barca are Europa League club now I'm sorry to say it two seasons in Europa League they are a Europa League club if they play in any most other leagues I don't even think they could finish top 4 or at best they would get fourth I'm sorry do you think they qual- do you think they qualify for Europe at all in the prem? No. Especially not this season. I could say right now City, I even take United over them, L- Liverpool probably, Arsenal, and Tottenham are all above them in my and Chelsea as well. And maybe I don't know about Chelsea, but even Newcastle maybe. No, I I think I mean you can't really Can we really say that well, I would say Newcastle Chelsea and Newcastle team. are on the same level as Barcelona right now. I feel like I I don't think I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to Chelsea. I think Chelsea. The only reason is I think Newcastle have been Grand good, Potter. but Chelsea are Chelsea are just objectively I think a better team than Newcastle. Chelsea's a better team, but the only thing is I haven't seen how much Tom Graham Potter has gotten the door because he could he could still be a bad coach. He could still be a good coach. I haven't I have to see him play more games. So it's, it is still early days for Graham Potter, but with the talent in that team. You can't really do poorly. Yeah, bumps I'm sorry. Barcelona are not good. Barcelona is just a shambles. Rafinha and Usman Dembele, you guys spent all that money on both of them. They yeah, don't Dembele, look good. Dembele, is a hun- Dembele was $100 million. Dembele is never $100 million. Griezmann went for $120 million. It's It's the bad transfers that come back to bite them later, and, and the economic levers are only going to hurt them. And it's because they're not getting that because they sold off their future profits to get some money now, and then they lost the Champions League prize money by dropping the Europa. They they're, might go bankrupt. Though they already are bankrupt. I don't know. Five years, Barcelona might not even exist. Barcelona might be like Palermo, where it's just one of those clubs we remember in our head, the fun times they had and all this stuff. But they're gone. But now. Palermo still exists, though. But Palermo isn't the same thing as it once was, though. No, I mean Paler- Palermo's decline is one thing. Barcelona they could be on. Palermo they could be them. heading on a different path, though. They could be heading on that Palermo path. But what what is also a certain possibility is they could be heading down the Barry path. That's a scary thought for a club like Barcelona. They could be headed down the Rangers path. The, I'm I'm looking at the Palermo path because I don't. I hope it doesn't get that bad. And I don't think it will get that bad. But you're right. I could totally see what you're coming from. No, it, it could entirely be that that Rangers path that uh, Bordeaux recently had the similar financial troubles. They ended up in in the third tier. It's it's 
It's crazy to think, but it's entirely realistic. It's crazy to think, but El Clasico might not even be the same anymore in five years. El Clasico might just be one of those old rivalries that we all remember and that the new generation of soccer players, they look back on they're like, oh, it's just some old thing. But El Clasico has been there for such a long time that it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it will become what it is, the, the, the real classic. On, on that topic of, of El Clasico, you see other countries um, have have their own version of El Clasico. France is Le Classique, mm-hmm. um, and that's PSG and Marseille. Of course, there's the Classica in Germany, that's Bayern Dortmund. The mm-hmm. Klassiker in, in the Netherlands, that's Ajax and Feyenoord. Mm-hmm. O Clasico in Portugal, that's Porto Benfica. Um, and then of course the Super Classico and that's mm-hmm. that's in Argentina that's another big game Boca Juniors Uruguay yeah and then and then you've got a similar one the Derby d'Italia that's uh, Juve Milan mm-hmm. even the Milan Derby when it was in its prime too yeah, the Derby della Maranina. Um, on that topic, what's the English? What's the classic? I guess what's of England in England? What's Liverpool what's that game? United? Liverpool United. I think the second I think is Arsenal I think, United. Uh, yeah, I I think since since those games have names. I think when there does eventually become a new one, it ends up being Liverpool City. I think it's going that to be gets Liverpool a named City. that gets a named derby. I think it's going to be Liverpool City, but yeah. I have a question for you. In Spain, we know Real Madrid is real. We know they're a real team, good team. Do you think if you take a team like Arsenal, Tottenham, <coughs> or you even United and put them in Spain? Do you think they they easily get second, or they're challenging for second, like comfortably, and they get it, or they even challenge, are able to challenge Real Madrid? None none of those teams can challenge. There are two teams I think right now that you could put them in the same the same league, play thirty eight game season, play the same games that Real Madrid do, and actually have a chance at beating them to a title right now. And those teams are Man City and Bayern. I can see that, but the one thing I'll say about it, though is second place isn't that hard to get in the in, in the in Spain right now because what I'm seeing from Barcelona Athletic, they don't look good. I'm sorry, Sevilla Sevilla's off a cliff right now, and Sevilla's been good for years. All the big teams down there just don't see the same. Do I do I think Arsenal, Spurs, and United would probably get second? Even li- in Spain, yes. Even, this Liverpool, even the Liverpool team that hasn't been playing good in England, I think they would look way. They, their problems would, wouldn't be as bad as they were if they played in Spain. They, they would be closer. I think. I think here's the thing: if you, if you assume that Real Madrid are a 95 point team, and that's probably fair. In Spain, Liverpool are probably a 90 point team. Arsenal, and Spurs are probably an 80 point team. I wouldn't say that. I would say Arsenal maybe 85. Spurs is an 80. I think they're about the same in quality right now. Honestly, I think they both had strong starts this season. I think, I I think they're they're around a, a similar point. And I think I think they will be third and fourth with Arsenal beating them by a couple points. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, and I, I do still believe Liverpool are going to finish second. I think it's just too hard to discount them. Because you saw last season, they were 14 points off the pace. The only problem I have with Liverpool is just a burnout. Sometimes we see a little burnout season on their club, where it's like they have to regroup. And that's why I feel like this season is a burnout season. Yeah, I think I think if they, they don't get the league, and I don't think that's possible at this point, because City are too much of a juggernaut, um, I, I, I think they, they can still get the Champions League. I think the Champions League is really a question. It's just the way Klopp plays is so intense and so high that sometimes the players, they just can't be on it for a season, and they have to take, like, they have to have an off season. But, yeah. Well, yeah, that is uh, that is a bit of a problem, and and that's definitely one that we've noticed. Um, Let's talk you know, about Juventus now. So. Yeah, Juve. What has happened to them? All three of these teams: Atleti, Barcelona, and and Juve. Europa League teams now. Europa League club. I'm sorry to say it. This moment in time, Juve. The, they were four 0 down. The only reason the game looks close if you see the score is because Allegri drew on these young players. The young players actually look good, which shows he got the tactics wrong from the start. I forgot. I know I know he brought on two young wingers, I think. I don't remember their names at this moment. They escaped my mind, but they both came on and changed the game up. It looked different from... The game looked different from when he took off Vlahovic, and I think... I don't... I forgot the other person he took off, but... The two players he took off. He took off Philip Kostic. Yeah, Kostic and Vlahovic. And he brought on those two young players, and he changed the game. Yeah, I'm Matias. Thinking, why didn't he, why didn't he start them from the start now? Matias Sule and, and Samuel Illing, yeah. who's English, actually. The one thing I'll say, though, is that remember when Arteta was in trouble and with Aubameyang and, and Lacazette and the older players weren't doing it for him? What did Arteta do? He went to the youth. He put faith in the youth, and the youth repaid him by what we're seeing now from him. Arteta has probably one of the most secure jobs in Europe right now. One of the top-ranked young managers, getting praise from everyone. Everyone's saying Arsenal could finish second, maybe second, third. Everyone's saying that worst Arsenal could finish fourth this season, but look what happened. He put faith in the youth when he needed to, and he got through the trouble time youth brought him through. If I was Allegri, I would have put faith in the youth earlier. The older players are not doing it for him. They're not doing a job. Go to the youth, and the youth will pay you sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the reality is Allegri doesn't trust his youth, and, and that's a problem. That And that's a big problem. That's a big setback. That's what I think. I think the youth, Allegri would still be in trouble. We wouldn't see him see him getting this big exposed, and Juventus had this big a problem, because I don't even think they finished top four this season. Which no, I don't think Juventus. they will. I, there's a, I mean, you look at, you look at Italy right now, and you, you see that... And you see, you realize there's a real chance they don't make Europe at all. I don't. I could see that. Inter, AC Milan. Inter Roma. have started slowly. Roma are very good. Inter, Lazio, Napoli. and and Napoli especially. Napoli, Napoli more so than anyone. Napoli Atalanta will be back. Atalanta will be back up there. Even Udinese. Even the Udinese have been good this year. Juventus could really finish outside. There's a real chance they finish eighth. I, the other, five years ago, you couldn't even imagine that. And the other thing, too, the buys they made. We're talking about Barcelona buys they made. Let's talk about Denis Zachary. He's been only there for six months. and He's gone. At Chelsea. 
and at Chelsea he doesn't even look like he doesn't even look good. Yeah. When he, when they were talking about him at Mushin Gladbeck a year ago, they, he was ranked high, high. And now it looks like I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's a club's plan, but it looks like an, a Barcelona signing where they had no plan for him, or he's just not as quality as they thought he was. And they and it didn't turn out. They spend the money. It didn't turn out to be good. Six months for a player, you already put him on loan to another club, and at the club he's on loan at, he's not playing either. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's crazy. Um, Paul Pogba still, I believe, yeah, still hasn't played. We can't trust Pogba though. No offense, but I'm not trusting Pogba with this Juventus team. This is a different Juventus team than which he played in when he was there all those times. They still employ, not to mention they still employ Adrian Rabio. Who is is just not the guy you want when you're in, you're a club in crisis right now and you have Adrian Rabiot. Their squad is not Champions League quality. Their squad isn't even top four quality in Italy. I think to be honest, well, it's top four quality, but they haven't put the piece together to be a top four team. No, I mean they they sold their best player in in Kulusevski. They they let Artur leave for for cheap, um, and and they kept on. Di Maria was a good signing. Kostic was probably a good signing. Vlahovic was a decent signing, and they still have Chiesa, but they haven't got. They but they lost Chiellini and didn't replace him. Mm-hmm. What well, he tried to with Demer, but Demer hasn't really looked all that. They like yeah, Bremer Mitchell. hasn't been great. Chesney has been bad. Chesney has been bad. Delict, I can see why I let him go, but still. The Delict, Delict, right now, well, they, they replaced Delict, I think, with with Bramer, and then they, they sold off Chiellini and didn't replace him. Yeah, but still, you, they should not never let Delict go the way it's looking. Like, the way it's looking, they should at least kept Delict, even though it was, he, he didn't look all that good. But still, right now, they don't look like a good team, to be honest. No, I mean they they just don't look like a team that's capable of of competing um, Barca, for titles right now. Barca, Juventus, and LA are all fallen giants, sleeping giants. I think they were a few years ago where Juventus's were Inter Milan and AC Milan were a few years ago where they were just not really that good, and they had to find a way. Maybe scouting, whatever they need to do, good coaching, t- and just trusting in it, but somehow. Bring them back to the top because I I think it's going to be a long road for Juventus fan and painful, like for Barca, like for Atleti, where it's going to be some heartbreaking times and you're going to see the true fans stay and the real fans and the non-real fans leave. Yeah, so here here's the reality. I think Allegri needs to go. If Juve if Juve want a, a shot at all at the Champions League next year, Allegri's got to go. I don't think they sack Allegri though. The way they won't. No, no. You've seen what Anelli's been saying. You see, he's got. I think he's gonna go too. Who? Agnelli. Of course. The only thing is that they're talking about the money and stuff, and the bring, and how much it's gonna cost a sack Allegri. The one thing I've always said to that, the money sack Allegri is not going to be as great as the money you miss out from not making the Champions League or even say, not even making Europa League or not top four in Italy. Sack Allegri, right now. I don't care what yeah, you I mean, say. Yeah, I mean, it costs quite a bit to do that, and that's why they haven't pulled the trigger. But it's um, going to cost them more to not make Champions League, to not to be on the round, and to be not make the round of 16 how they are right now in the Champions League, 
or even to go out the first round of Europa League or, or the qualifying rounds of the, a knockout stage of Europa League. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the consequences of, of, of not getting far in Europe uh, for a club that has such a high payroll as well. Uh, and you, you see the, the likes of Benucci, um, Chesney, you know, the, the likes of Locatelli, Chiesa, Vlahovic are all on pretty big wages. Di Maria, Pogba, and certainly is on a massive wage. And the other thing, too, about it is, realistically, they could, they could be out the Europa League, too. They could finish last in a group and be out of Europe altogether. Oh, yeah, they, they, the they could still finish bottom. If that happens, that's a that's a disaster for Juventus. Worst possible scenario. They're not going to compete in Italy. They're not going to compete in Europe really and get money from that. So really, they're just losing money now, and their club going under. I think. Yeah, I mean, they lost to Maccabi Haifa. That tells it all. And if Maccabi Haifa get a point on the final day, because Maccabi Haifa have an easier game. Yeah. If Maccabi Haifa can take a point from Benfica, Juve are going out altogether. Or if, or if they just so happen to lose by more, um, by a, a certain margin, um, it would have to be a lot. You would have to lose seven nil. I want to put it past them though. At this moment, I mean, can P- oh, do you do you really expect PSG to put to win seven nil though? I don't expect it, but this Juventus team, I don't put anything past them to be honest. Nothing would surprise me at this moment time with Juve. No, it, it has been really, really bad, um, and I don't think there's there's much of an argument, um, I guess, that benefits to Juve's defense right now. There, There's not much. There's not much. Let's talk about the Atletico Madrid game versus Bayern Leverkusen. That was wild. A, a penalty. Final whistle blows, give them a penalty, and they miss the penalty. I don't need, the fact that they were able to give him a penalty at the ref with final whistle was mind-boggling to me. I was, I mean, we've seen it before. I've seen it before, but it's just crazy in this magnitude of a game, though. The circumstances they had, it was just crazy. And then I look at the penalty miss, too. They had three chances to miss it. It was a, I was thinking Atletico Madrid was going to score and go through because it's the most Atletico Madrid way to win this game and go through the group somehow. But it's just it's just they couldn't do it. Yeah, and, and now and now they're out. Sal Nuguez missed a header. I think I forgot who took the penalty. He it was Yannick Carrasco. Yeah, Yannick Carrasco missed, and then Yannick Carrasco got in the way of a shot on the goal line too that made it go over. And I was just thinking in my head, I was just like, they didn't do it because it's you expect Atletico Madrid to go through. That's the way they play. They live on chaos. They thrive on chaos. No offense, but Simeone, he's a dark manager. He loves being a bad guy. He likes taking the villain. It's I don't think he'll be offended by that. He's not. <laughs> I think he, he take pride. I think he takes pride in it. It's us against where we seen it as a player and we seen it as a coach. He was always a bad guy. He was always a guy that just that just played the villain or was he revels in being he revels in being the villain. Yeah. And I we think we seen it in his players too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That and that's a tyrant's goal thing. I've always I defended him, but I said at times I think I think I'm starting to say it's time to go for Simeone. No offense, Athletic Madrid. Because they are underachieving with the squad. They have Joao Felix, Antoine Griezmann I see at times. Griezmann looks. Griezmann doesn't look as bad as he was at Barcelona right now. Joao Felix is quality. Carrasco is quality. The players they have, they should be doing better. In my opinion, they should be beating Barcelona right now with the squad they have. And even the coach they have in Simeone with the experience he has. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that does kind of over overrate um, Atleti a little bit. Um, I, I think they are, are a little bit lacking in quality. Griezmann still hasn't found the form since before his transfer. Um, but they have Cunha to another player. They do have Matthias Cunha. They have quality players right there. The one thing I'll say is that I know as you, as a Liverpool fan, you're happy Atletico Madrid is out because no one wants to play Atletico Madrid in round of 16. No. You get Atletico Madrid on schedule, it's like, are you serious? Because you have to try to Madrid the fan base, the tackles they make, the challenge. You know it's going to be a physical. No, game. I mean, I, I, remember, I remember we played them in the Champions League. We played them in the group stage last season, and that was a nightmare. Yeah, I as a as a team and as a fan, they're I not fun. They're not Madrid. fun to play against. I see. I saw City. They almost knocked out City, and they didn't say City was going to smoke them. No, Atletico Madrid is different. In the Champions League knockout stage, it's something activates in them where it just makes them a close game, even though they're not as good as a team they, as they are. They play up to competition, or competition plays down to them. And it's hard because the crowd, they get hyped for the lowest thing. Simeone, he gets, he gets their mentality, us against the world, and they could do it. And that's the thing. If they would have beat City, it would have been crazy because they could have realistically beat Real Madrid too and been in the final with Liverpool again. And oh, it absolutely could still be Cause Madrid Simeone, Liverpool. The mentality to go to Atletico Madrid is different. You have to have... You have to be calm, under pressure, and cool and collected. And City weren't calm and, calm and when it when the moments happened, they weren't good enough in the moment where Atletico Madrid thrived in the chaos. That's the one thing. Every other team in Europe does not thrive in chaos the way Atletico Madrid does, the way Simeone does. No, Simeone I mean, City got, City were rattled, and they, they, they did really nearly get them out. City, City, wants, City doesn't want to live on the chaos. No other team can live on the chaos like Atletico Madrid can. They thrive on the chaos, and Simeone thrives on it. And you see it be, as a player he was. And you see, as a coach, he was a mentality. Chaos is where he lives for. He doesn't live to play this beautiful, to play a beautiful game. He lives to play defense hard, get a lucky goal, deflection, something, good piece of magic or something, and win. And that's why I hate it, cause the numbers they put against a ball and stuff is just so hard. Like a six back, or two banks of six. Or no, two banks of five, I should say. Yeah, well, I mean, down because it's just like. Yeah, I mean, you saw what Kevin Bruyne said in that uh, post game interview after that uh, athletic game. He's like, I've never seen a five five formation before. Yeah, because it's hard. It's just they lit to defend. They literally did, wanted to defend the whole game. They didn't even want to attack. It was pass it Juju out, folks, once and let him run up the field and see if he could do something. Crazy. No, I mean it was just draw nil nil and go to the home, go to the home game and and beat them there. Because. Even that, when they play away like that, it's not a it's not a possibility that they could they could take it home, and something crazy going to happen. Something controversial could happen where we're talking about it, the next day, and the whole world's talking about it. But Atletico Madrid go through no matter what. Yeah, and so they end up going through, and they knocked out United last season as well. Going to Atletico Madrid at home, nerves, mistake, one mistake, one bad play, one thing is all it takes, one bad reference call is all it takes for them for you to be out. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any... There's no breathing room when you play them. That's just... That's just creepy. But Atletico Madrid, though, I it should have been coming for a long time that they should have dropped down to Europa League. I thought last season it was going to happen. With, I didn't know how they got through on Porto, but it finally did happen this season. But I'm not going to be... I'm not surprised by it, but at the same time, they're going to be back next season. I'm bigger concerns with Barcelona in a club they have and the squad they have. 
and Atletico Madrid. So I think I think you could realistically say in a, even this season or in a few years, Atletico Madrid could be number two behind Real. Because what Barcelona has done with the money and stuff. Because Barcelona is going to have to rely on the youth. And no offense, Barcelona hasn't really put money relying on the youth as they once did. Ansu Fati, he was all right, but he doesn't like the same players with before the injury. Gavi, Pedri, they're good, but there's not really a team together co collectiveness that they need. Like, Barcelona used to rely on the youth. It used to be the player where, as a young player, you want to go there to drive at Barcelona. Now, as Barcelona, you don't want to go there because they're putting players in front of you. They don't come, and they don't help the youth come through. Lamar yeah, I mean, used to be the greatest Camino now it's not. No, I, I I think I think it, it 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 I think that kind of power of being the the greatest academy in the world, I think that's kind of shifted back to Ajax. I think Ajax and Dortmund and all the other in Germany, to be honest. I I, I think it's I think I still think it's Ajax. I think it's Ajax. I think Ajax and Dortmund is like one two. You could make a case for both of them, but still. As a young player, if I was an Asian, I wouldn't advise him to go to Barcelona because Barcelona is sink or swim. We look what happened with Sergio Dest. Sergio Dest wasn't ready. I said it. He needs to. He needs to. He needs more help and stuff. And it was sink and swim for him, and he sunk ultimately. No, he wasn't ready for that move. Dembele wasn't ready for that move, and yes, he's come into it now. But when he made the move to Barcelona, he wasn't ready for that. That's the one problem I have. Barcelona, if you don't make it, they're not giving you a second chance, really. And it's hard to come back. No, I mean, Coutinho. I mean, and also you saw the Klopp, uh, the Klopp season when, when Coutinho moved, he was much better. And in the second season, he just wasn't, because he didn't have a Klopp preseason. And and that's another thing. I, I think when you saw his fitness levels dropped off, I think that's that's a concern. When a player's f fitness levels drop off that drastically. And another problem I have with Barcelona too, it's been, I know you've seen it for years, the medical staff, all these players having these reoccurring injuries. I know a few years ago, Frankie Dunn went to get second opinion because the Barcelona medical staff misdiagnosed him. Their medical staff hasn't been good, which has led to all these injuries, I think, too. Yeah, I mean, the likes of Ansu Fadi has had numerous long-term injuries, so too has Dembele. Reoccurring, too. I yeah. I think the medical, the whole Araujo thing now. good. Or, oh no, is that them? Um, yeah, it, it's concerning. It's not a good sign. I don't. Barcelona need a lot of help. In my opinion, I thought the Laporta a Laporta was but was good, but Laporta out now. But I think Javi. Oh, I, I've been I've been Laporta out for a while because Barcelona, if they want to survive as a club, he's got to go because he's spending way too much money. You have to you no. Know, I think the problem is there's too much pride. They have, I think Barcelona have too much pride, to 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 realize that they're they have to they have to regroup. Yeah, I still think Xavi could be the god, but I'm starting to lose faith in him more and more. But I think he really hasn't been given a chance yet, though. Really, to be honest. No, I mean, I I I do think Xavi should stay. I think he's a good manager, but I think they've got to realize Barcelona that they have to regress. Mm -hmm. They have to get worse to get better again. Yeah. And I don't think Laporta could do that. I think Laporta, Bartomeu killed Barcelona. Laporta's basically just just making a grade for them and just lowering it down slowly by slowly. I think, to it. Yeah, no. 
Bartomeu dug the grave, but I think it's I think it's Laporta that's actually doing the killing. I think I think what he's done has been worse. I think. I would uh, say you know, Bartomeu, he's fun on, he's fun, he's spent money dumb, but Laporta knows the problem is he is Laporta knows that they, that they can't, and that's the thing I say too. Laporta isn't all that much of a good guy, and he has a lot of people in Barcelona convinced that he's trying to do it. It's Bartomeu's fault. It's your fault too. Some of it. No, I mean you're entirely right. I mean I, I don't know how he expects to get off, uh, scot free from this because we know that he's contributing. We know that he's contributing to what's gone wrong. And the other thing, too, about Barcelona, I can see the legends that you want to push him out like Busquets and stuff, but don't force him out the club. No other club in the don't, world will be forcing their players out like the way don't Barcelona Don't force does. your your captain out. You never force your captain out of the club. Like, I, I look at Gerard PK and stuff. You ease him out the team, but don't force him out. Don't tell him to take a waist cut or go. Like... That's no, just, I think it's disrespectful to ha- yeah. a- like ask players to take a wage cut and then blame them for your finance. If you didn't have the money to pay them that amount of money, don't give them that amount of money. Even Frankie, Diaz how hard is that to do? He had a contract. He signed a contract. No, that, that that's why he refused to take a wage cut. Because in Frankie, Dion, I would have stayed too, and I would have been like, especially no because they I'm owed him. They money. didn't pay him his wages before, and then they asked him to take a wage cut to get rid of those old wages. And, they want to try and of course, this. why would you do that? That's just disrespectful. And I think as a club, Barcelona is the best, isn't the best place. The way they treat their employees and stuff, and the players we're seeing right now. No, I mean, yeah, they they treat their players really poorly, and they're just not as desirable. I think they're still they're still gonna they're still gonna hit transfer pole because they're Barcelona, and because of the name. Um, but I think if you're sensible, you don't want to go there right now. That's the only reason they had this. They got some of these players because the name of Barcelona, Paul Barcelona, the old remembrance of them, the old Thierry Henry, Messi, Javi teams where he was in it, Pep Guardiola teams. That's what they remember and stuff. And Luis Enrique teams are the winning trebles in the games that they won. Yeah, back in the MSN days as well. MSN, uh, back in those days. days anymore. Yeah, you know, the likes of those front threes, Messi, David Villa, Edo, Henri, you mentioned... Um, because you know, Ryan, the reality is they're not going to find another... There's never going to be another player like Messi. And they're so desperate to find the next Messi. They have to realize that that's not going to happen again. And the one thing that I compliment Messi on too, Messi has been hiding these problems for a long time. These problems have been there for a long time for yeah. Barcelona. Oh yeah, they've been brewing ever since you know, been, Neymar left. Really. I don't even blame Messi. When people say Messi, the A2 is, is a stain on him, I say no. no. It's a stain on Barcelona. No. The no. Liverpool thing is a stain on Barcelona. Messi played. Great uh, no, I'm going to disagree game. with that though. I think Messi had something to do with the Liverpool collapse. Yeah, he had a little bit to do because he was part of the team, but still, the way he played in the first leg, Messi played phenomenal in the first leg. You can't tell me nothing. Well, the thing is, Messi gave Liverpool motivation. Hmm? Messi gave Liverpool motivation. He gave motivation. I think still. for for the things that he said to the Liverpool players, he gave Liverpool motivation, and you can't do that. That Liverpool team, you give them motivation and they will run you they will run you into the ground. I see your point, but the other thing I want to say is to blow a three goal lead. You got a three goal lead and you really tell me you can't just take Kiki to the next round. No, I mean I think the reality though, um 
that may have been Messi's worst performance in a Barcelona shirt. Yeah, but Messi, the thing Messi done for Messi, does, Messi deserves to have a bad performance in a team to carry him for what he's done for Barcelona. Messi has carried Barcelona his, most of his whole life. He really has. I mean, for over half his life, even he's he's been the focal point of a, a team that has pretty much constantly been very good. Uh, everyone while Messi's Messi at the club, is, everyone knows Messi has been always a main player. That that he's the one tagging. You need to stop Messi, and no one has ever been really to stop Messi in his Barcelona career really consistently. No, and, and he was kind of masking masking the internal issues that Barcelona had, and and and, and the thing is. Barcelona are looking for a new Messi. No. That's never going to happen. But there's never, no team will ever have another Messi because there's never going to be a player. First of all, there will probably never be a player this good. Secondly, there will never be a player this good that stays at one club for his whole career. And shows the loyalty you have. Because even the Roma thing too, the Roma thing, you can't blame Messi. You have to blame the team and you have to blame the coaching and the and everything from a higher because. I go back to this is where I go back to, and I think we really started seeing a problem of Barcelona to where it's come now. The PSG four zero with a Remontar, the famous night. We seen we seen the start. That's that's why I think the start of breakup is because then we seen trends where these embarrassing performances that kept happening to where it is now where it's just embarrassing the whole season. Cause think about it, the four 0 they didn't really play good in that game. Messi, Neymar, and Suarez and 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 the big players they pulled them through and made and. And mass those injuries of the with the Remontara. The Remontara, in my opinion, should be the start of the downfall for Barcelona, where we're seeing the start of the problems coming to light. I mean, I don't think it was directly the Remontada, but I think it was the it was the round after the Remontada when they lost three 0 in the first leg of the sec of the round after that, and then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do this again," and they drew nil. I I see your point, but the Remontara I think is the one that really made everyone think. Was a was a big one because it's because it was just the one that master injuries like what we've been seeing from Messi and stuff, where it's like Messi, Neymar, Suarez, and Mass, the injuries of PSG and PSG. I played them PSG. They got some lucky calls from PSG, some moments of brilliance from Suarez, Messi, Neymar. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the downfall did start after Neymar left. I think I think I think, I think the Neymar transfer was the beginning of the end. I think it's. I just think it started before because we saw the problem, but we still always thought that Barcelona was going to come back till now. So it's a point where you don't have faith Barcelona is going to come back and no, you know I mean, how to solve this problem. You, I don't have faith that Barcelona could be once be the club they they were again. You can't, yeah, no, I mean you can't really put your faith in in, in Barcelona to to be the same team anymore. It, that's just the reality that we're in right now. I think they need someone like a Johan Cruyff influence again in their club history. Someone that could come in and just take the club by the by scrubbing their neck and just say, this is how we're going to do it, and this is how the club is going to be, and put them back at the top. The wow. only thing I can see that, the only way I can see that happening is if Messi comes back as a manager. And even that's no guarantee. Messi doesn't want to manage, no offense, but I think Messi's going to MLS. Messi deserves to live his life the way he wants. I think I, I think Messi and Ronaldo both go to MLS. I, think they I, I legitimately think, I think they play together. I can see that, but in my opinion, they're gonna. Messi enjoys like live live his life in America. Don't come back to this Barcelona team because I don't want to see Messi. I want to see a people of Barcelona hate Messi if he messes up. No, just as just as what happened to Ronaldo at, at United. Cause this a, I think it, it's gonna be a similar story. 
and, and I look at Ronald Koeman too. Ronald Koeman should never come back. Ronald Koeman was a Barcelona legend. Now you think of Ronald Koeman, you think of his management time and everything that went on. Yeah, no, he hasn't been the same since he was put at Barcelona. I, I mean, I still think Koeman should have never left the Netherlands draw because they were good under Koeman. I don't think that he should have left it either. I think, in my opinion, I would have turned it down. He was a Barcelona legend. Because he, here's the thing. If Koeman doesn't leave for leave the Netherlands for Barcelona, I think they can legitimately go on and win those Euros. Easily. Frank de Boer wasn't a good manager for them, but... No, Frank de Boer just didn't know what he was doing. Koeman is a good international manager, and Koeman should have stayed there. No, I mean, Van Hal is a good manager, but he's past it. He's not the guy to take. A, he's not the guy to take the Netherlands forward. Uh, I mean, the Netherlands have a really strong team on paper. They've got good defenders. They've got good midfielders. They've got good attackers. Of course, they probably have the best. Probably have the best defense. Um, you know, they probably have the best unit of center backs uh, of any country right now. Van Dijk, uh, De Ligt, and De Frey. Um, they've got a. They're a little weak in goal. Uh, I think Pasfer has been good for Ajax. But he's 39. Or he's 38, sorry, but he will be 39 very soon. Uh, of course, Stecklenburg as well is also. He's 40. And and there's nobody left after that. I think that when, you're, when your first two choice goalkeepers are 38 and 40, that's not a good sign. You're right. The other thing I have to say is that. Was it really worth Lewandowski leaving Munich? He should. I don't think he should have left for, for Barca. I think he should try to go Madrid. He should have gone anywhere but Barcelona, really, right now. Hey, I mean, I'd take him at Liverpool. I'm sure you'd take him at Arsenal. Yeah, I would. I would prefer him going to Arsenal right now. Cause no offense, Lewandowski does not need this. Lewandowski looks like Lewandowski now. We're looking at, like, come on, Lewandowski has played decent. He's he hasn't played bad. He hasn't played extremely well, but. He's been alright, but it just looks like Lewandowski just didn't have the impact he had as Bar- at Bayern Munich, where he was a man and stuff, and where he could carry them. Now it just looks like, it just looks like, alright, Lewandowski, and he's playing in Europa League too. At the start of the season, I don't think Lewandowski would imagine playing in Europa League no matter what, unless he went to a club like Barcelona or United. And you could argue right now that that might have actually been better than Barcelona. No, I mean it, it's it's kind of hard to to say that it, it, it's hard to say that Barcelona was good to remove for him because he he's not going to want to play in the Europa League. He's not. I don't. In my opinion. I think Lewandowski should have just. Made up with Bar Munich at this point when he looked back. No, I, absolutely. I think he's yeah. looking like, why did I come here? Why did I not make up? Because realistically, it's impossible for a player of his quality being Europa League. He could have even just seen out his contract and headed back to Dortmund. I think that was that would have been at this point. I think that's a better move for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's just kind of the way it is right now. The one thing I'm happy though is that Messi wasn't able to have this. Had this problems of being in the Europa League and Barcelona put him in, in their stain. Because it's been a stain on Ronaldo a little bit. But Messi, it would have been a stain on his legacy like it is on Lewandowski now on his reputation of being a Europa League. Oh, yeah. League no, 100%. I think that's true. I mean, Ronaldo made his first Europa League appearance this season at the age of 37. It just doesn't sound right. It just, it's just so strange. I mean, 
Yeah, so that's going to that's gonna wrap up episode six of Soccer Spotlight. Again, I'm Anthony Heller alongside me, Ryan Campbell. We will see you in a week's time.